1: The latest episode of 10 Things with former Chiefs reporter B.J. Kissel, giving you all the stats, stories, rankings, and records you can handle for the next 30 minutes. 10 Things is presented by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. For the baseball or softball player you know who is looking to get better, call Casey Strength and Conditioning. This is what they do. And now, let's go to B.J. Kissel for the latest installment of 10 Things.
2: What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? How about that Chiefs claim AFC Championship with a 23 to 20 win over the Bengals on Sunday night, and head to their third Super Bowl in the past four years. This time. To face the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm BJ Kissel. Thanks for tuning into this episode of 10 Things presented by KC Strength and Conditioning. If you know somebody who needs baseball or softball training ages 8 to 18 in the Kansas City area, call my friend John Renzi at 913-638-8960. They've sent hundreds of players to college and to the pros. They know what they're doing and they will treat you the right way. That's KC Strength and conditioning. All right. This show is about information. If you haven't uh, watched or listened to this before, we call it 10 things. It's actually going to be 15 things today uh, as it usually is more than 10 things. We're definitely gonna have to change the name of the show uh, for next year, but appreciate everybody for hanging out. It's stats, it's records, it's nuggets, fun things to help you look smarter to your friends when you're standing around having conversations about that game from Sunday night, a lot of fun info coming out of that win. So let's get into the 10 things. I think you should know following the chiefs 23 to 20 win over the angles. A lot of this information is coming via the chief's communication department. So appreciate all the hard work that, uh, all of those, uh, men and women are putting into putting this information together. Again, it looks a little different, not in my usual spot because we are still out in Las Vegas covering the East West shrine bowl with the whole, uh, Casey laboratory crew, along with Tucker Franklin and Michaela Bennett. We've got a lot of really good content coming for you once we get into draft season. Uh, but considering all the players and coaches, we're going to be down here right now. It's a great opportunity. Opportunity to come watch him play, now get some takes and sit down with the players, which we will be doing later this afternoon as we record this. Uh, but let's get into the 10 things right now. Number one, Andy Reid's cementing his place in NFL history. Sunday's victory marked the 11th postseason win for Andy Reid as head coach of the Chiefs, where he started back in 2013, extending his franchise record with the 10 postseason victories as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles from 1999 to 2012. Andy Reid is the only head coach in NFL history to have 10 or more postseason wins with two different franchises. His 21 postseason wins move him into sole possession of second most postseason wins in NFL history, breaking a tie with Pro Football Hall of Fame coach Tom Landry, who had also had 20 wins. He now only trails Bill Belichick's NFL record of 31 playoff wins might have a chance. We'll try to ask Bill Belichick about that, considering he's out here coaching one of the teams for the East West Shrine Bowl. Uh, But again, Reiterating that fact that the head coach of our franchise, the Kansas City Chiefs, now has the second most postseason wins in NFL history. So maybe people like myself should not question his decision to punt the ball with two minutes to go in the AFC championship game because it worked out and uh, obviously he knows what he's doing. But again, Surpassing Tom Landry. It's already headed Don Shula, Joe Gibbs, just a few of the names uh, that Andy Reid has recently passed with all of his postseason success. Reid is also one of three coaches to lead a team to five consecutive conference title games, tying Pro Football Hall of Fame coach John Madden, who did five with Oakland for the second longest streak in NFL history, and trailing only Bill Belichick, uh, who had eight, obviously, with the New England Patriots. Reid also led the Philadelphia Eagles to four consecutive NFC Championship games from 2000. 2000- 2001 to 2004, and Reed is the only coach in NFL history to lead two different teams to streaks of at least four straight conference title games. All right, let's move on to number two. With appearances in Sunday's AFC Championship game against the Bengals, both tight end Travis Kelsey and long snapper James Winchester both recorded their 17th postseason game in a Chiefs uniform, extending their franchise record. Kicker Harrison Butker and defensive tackle Chris Jones each appeared in their 14th Career postseason game with the Chiefs moving into a tie for fourth place for most postseason postseason appearances in team history. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Derek, uh defensive tackle Derek Nottie each appeared in their 13th career postseason game for the club, tying for the sixth most in franchise history. All right, moving on to number three, Patrick Mahomes reaching 30 touchdown throws with his two touchdown passes in Sunday's game against the Bengals on one leg. Patrick Mahomes now owns 32 career passing touchdowns in postseason action. He is now tied with Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino for eighth place on that list. All right, I'm going to say this one more time. Patrick Mahomes now has the eighth is tied for the eighth most touchdown passes in NFL postseason history. He's 27 years old. He's only been the starting quarterback I believe, for five years uh, for the is his fifth season. Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs passing uh, tie with Kurt Warner uh, is now tied with Dan Marino. The guys above him on this list, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, and then Tom Brady's way up there uh, with 88 touchdown passes, almost double uh, the tied for second place between Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers. If you're thinking how much further could Patrick Mahomes go up this list in the Super Bowl game? Patrick Mahomes to move into eighth place, sole possession of eighth place. Obviously he just need one touchdown pass, but Ben Roethlisberger is the next guy on that list with 36 touchdown passes. So Mahomes would have to throw four touchdown passes. In the Super Bowl against the Eagles to tie for seventh all time. And then one touchdown above that, Drew Brees. So Mahomes have to throw five touchdowns uh in the Super Bowl uh to tie Drew Brees for sixth all time. He's got plenty of time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Eagles, phenomenal team. We will have a lot of content, a lot of time to break that game down with a couple weeks before the Super Bowl. All right, let's move on to number four. Patrick Mahomes adds another hundred-plus rating game. Mahomes finished the game with 29 completions on 43 attempts against the Bengals for 326 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. That was good for a 105.4 passer rating. It marks Mahomes' ninth career postseason game with a hundred or better passer rating, tying Brett Favre. And Russell Wilson for the fourth most in NFL history. Mahomes, 326 passing yards in Sunday's game were also the third most in a single postseason game of his career. He now owns five 300 or more passing yard games in his postseason career. Mahomes owns a 10 and three record, uh, which is a 769 career postseason winning record. Lot. A lot of stats uh, for all these guys. And here's another one. Here's the Travis Kelsey section of today's show. Uh, moving on to number five, Kelsey shoots up receiving yards chart uh, with his 78 receiving yards on a team high seven receptions in Sunday's game against the Bengals. Travis Kelsey now owns 1,467 career yards uh, receiving in the postseason. He passed tight end Rob Gronkowski, uh, who was in third place with 1,389 on his first reception of the game against the Bengals and later passed wide receiver Julian Edelman. who is in second place uh, with 1,442 receiving yards for the second most postseason receiving yards by any pass catcher in NFL history. Travis Kelsey now only trails Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice for the most postseason yards postseason receiving yards in NFL history. It's going to take a hell of a Super Bowl for Travis Kelsey to get near Jerry Rice, who's about 800 yards ahead of him on the postseason record. So might take a couple of years uh, for Travis Kelsey with all the success that they're having. Uh, but again, not just in terms of tight ends, but we're talking pass catchers uh, with Travis Kelsey being on the list, obviously passing Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. But on fifth place on that list is a guy like Michael Irvin with all the years that he played with the Cowboys, all the success that they had. I know the game's different, uh, but still, Travis Kelsey, second most postseason receiving yards in NFL history. Kelsey's fourteen hundred and sixty-seven receiving yards move him in to a tie for first. Excuse me. Guys, sorry, the mic's really sensitive. Gonna have to mark shoot. Let's figure out where to mark that. All right. Kelsey's 1,467 receiving yards moving into first place for the most postseason receiving yards by a tight end in NFL history. Kind of like what we were just talking about. He entered the game on Sunday, needing just one receiving yard to pass Gronk for the top spot by a tight end. Uh, again, Absolutely special in what we've seen from Travis Kelsey and company. Number six, also Travis Kelsey, as he passes Jerry Rice for reception streak in the postseason. With Kelsey seven receptions in Sunday's game, he recorded his 17th consecutive postseason game with three or more receptions, accomplishing the feat in every postseason game of his career. He passed Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice, who had 16 for the most consecutive games with three or more catches in NFL postseason history. Number seven. Also Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey finds Patert, moves up charts with a 14 yard touchdown reception in Sunday's game. Kelsey now owns 15 career touchdown catches, extending his postseason franchise record for receiving touchdowns. He has now tied tight end Rob Gronkowski for the most touchdown catches by a tight end in NFL postseason history and has tied Gronkowski for the second most touchdown receptions by any pass catcher in postseason history, trailing only Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice's 22 touchdown receptions. Again, Travis Kelsey tied with Gronk for the most touchdowns in postseason history and only trailing Jerry Rice. He would need seven touchdowns in the postseason or excuse me, in the Super Bowl to tie Jerry Rice. So long ways to go to catch Jerry Rice, but dominating or surpassing, I should say, not dominating, but surpassing uh, and tying Rob Gronkowski for a lot of these different records. All right, number eight, this is a fun one because it's not an individual. It's the duo between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey as they connected for that touchdown in the second quarter of Sunday's game. It was the pair's 13th postseason touchdown connection. Their 13 scores now sit as the second most between any quarterback and pass catcher in NFL postseason history. They broke a tie with Pro Football Hall of Famers Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, who had 12 touchdown receptions between the two, two of them and now only trail sure you can guess it. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, who had 15 touchdown connections between the two of them in their time with the New England Patriots for all those years with Bill Belichick. So a lot of Jerry Rice, a lot of Bill Belichick, a lot of Tom Brady, a lot of Gronk on a lot of these records.
1: You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
2: All right, number nine. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling found the end zone for the second time this postseason and for the third time in his postseason career, hauling in a 19-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes in the game's third quarter on Sunday. His two touchdown receptions this postseason are tied for the fifth most postseason touchdown catches in Chiefs franchise history. Valdez-Scantling finished the game with a postseason single-game single game career highs with six receptions and 119 yards to go with that touchdown reception and marks his second career 100-yard postseason game, his first coming as a member of the Green Bay Packers back on January 24th, 2021. We had four receptions for 115 yards and a tutty. Valdez-Scantling's 116-yard performance marks the 20th 100-yard receiving game in franchise postseason in history. He is the first hundred yard performer since Travis Kelsey racked up five catches for 108 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers back on January 16th 2022, I think anybody that may have ever complained about the contract that Marquez Valdez scantling got and maybe some inconsistencies that we saw from him early in the year uh, completely were wiped away with some of the cut- touchdown, some of the plays that he made, not just the one touchdown catch that is going to be on Patrick Mahomes highlight reel when given context to what he was going through when he made that throw. But some of the the contorted catches that Marquez Valdez scantling made early in that game uh, were came at a time that it was absolutely needed, especially with and then later in the game with everybody being banged up uh, and three of the receivers going down of the six. I think they had active on game day, just a special performance. From Marquez Valdez-Gantling and really uh, etched his name into Chiefs postseason Lore and history and all that good stuff because uh, he stepped up when his team needed him the most. We saw that from a lot of dudes uh, in this game against the Bengals, but MVS right up there among the top guys that uh, should be praised and given their flowers. Uh, if you was to the post game show we gave a lot of flowers out uh, last time last night, but uh, but yeah, MVS huge performance. Let's move on to number ten. I'm gonna try not to swear. If you listen to any of our other content, our live stream or our post game show last night, got a little excited. Uh, A lot of swear words won't do that this time. But number 10, Frank Clark cracks the top three in NFL history. Frank Clark recorded one and a half sacks against the Bengals and Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow uh, in Sunday's game, giving him 13 and a half career postseason sacks, passing Terrell Suggs for the third most playoff sacks since sacks became an official statistic back in 1982. Of his 13 and a half career sacks, 10 and a half have come as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, extending his franchise record record. Clark finished the game with three tackles, two of which were solo, including one for loss, three quarterback pressures to go along with the one and a half sacks that he had in this game. So looking uh, towards the Super Bowl, Frank Clark is one sack shy of tying former Bills great Bruce Smith for second all time in NFL history and postseason sacks, and he is two and a half shy of tying Willie McGinnis for the most sacks by a player in NFL postseason history. Uh, it's going to be a challenge going up against a phenomenal Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, uh, especially their tackles. Lane Johnson, uh, arguably the, one of the best tackles, uh, arguably right tackles in all of football. Uh, that is not going to be an easy uh, thing to do. You know they move them around, they stunt, they do all kinds of different things, but it's a great Philadelphia Eagles front. So no jokes here in that regard, but uh, Frank Clark continuing to show um, his value and why the Chiefs, made it a point to bring him back this year on that uh, uh, changed up contract where they went and they figured out a way he wanted to be here. The chiefs wanted him to be here and it uh, was a benefit to the chiefs and loved everybody celebrating and giving Frank his love. Uh, Cause that man has been through a lot and caught a lot of flack uh, for his time in Kansas city. So uh, special to see what Frank has been doing. Let's move on to number 11, Chris Jones not just two quarterback takedowns in Sunday's win. A lot was made about Chris Jones, as dominant as he's been not having a career postseason sack, but he got not only his first sack, but his second sack dropping Joe Burrow for a six yard loss in the first quarter. And then he got his second sack in the closing minute of that game, dropping Burrow for a seven yard loss to fourth, to force a fourth and 15 on a Cincinnati punt, which set up the chiefs game winner. Jones finished the game with four tackles, three of which were solo and three tackles for loss a game. High five quarterback pressures to go along with the two sacks. His two sacks are tied for the third most sacks in a single postseason game in franchise history. The points were made all week, especially with us at KC sports network that this game was going to come down to Chris Jones playing like the defensive player of the year candidate uh, conversation that he had, earned to be in that conversation. We needed him to play like the best player out on the field. And he absolutely did that. Uh, Shout out to Chris Jones for um, basically etching his name in the chief's ring of honor. I know there's a lot that goes into all of that, but uh, I don't think after that performance that anybody could not uh, love to see that man's name up on the ring of honor at Arrowhead stadium one day. Uh, Unbelievable performance. He's got one more. One more game to do it and continue this streak, but a phenomenal game and the chiefs don't win. If Chris Jones doesn't play out of his mind, like he did uh, number 12 as a group, the chiefs got five sacks in Sunday's win uh, with those five sacks on Joe Burrow in the Bengals, It was tied for the second most sacks in a single postseason game in franchise history. It's the most team sacks since the team had recorded five sacks against the houston texans back on january 12th 2020 the only game in which the chiefs have had more postseason sacks was against houston back on january 16th 1994 nine sacks in that game can you imagine if social media was around they have nine sacks in a postseason game back in the early 90s then not that the nine sacks would have been a reason to have social media back in the '90s. That would have changed a lot of things, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, unbelievable performance from the Chiefs' defense again when it was absolutely needed the most. Number thirteen, another player deserves his flowers. I personally uh, issued an apology on the post game show because I had said a lot of things, and there's a there's a lot of this. There's a lot of context to this conversation. It's took take, t- t- taken a lot of twists and turns throughout the year. But Harrison Butker got 11 points. In Sunday's game with his three field goals and two uh, extra points as Butker became the 15th player in NFL history to have at least 100 points scored in the postseason. His 109 points are the 11th most by any player in NFL history and the 7th most by a kicker. In NFL history, Butker finished the game going three for three on his field goals, like I said, including what would become the 45-yard game winner and was, again, two for two on the point after attempts. So much was made about Butker's struggles, his ankle, the injury, the holds uh, with Tommy Townsend, all that crap, and in the postseason when it mattered the most, that group got it done. Dave Tobe, that group got it done, and beyond special teams, which we'll get to here, And you know what, we'll get to Sky more here now. Uh, Actually, on the last one, number 14, Chiefs rookie defensive backs. They wasted no time in making an impact in the postseason. Both interceptions for the Chiefs defense tonight were made by rookies as cornerback Jalen Watson and cornerback Josh Williams each hauled in an interception of Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Watson becomes the second player in franchise history to record two or more interceptions in a single postseason during their rookie campaign, joining cornerback Jim Marsalis, who had three interceptions during his rookie year with the Chiefs back in 1969. Watson also recorded a one-handed interception in the AFC divisional game against the Jaguars to send the Chiefs to the AFC championship game, bringing his postseason total to two. Williams snagged his first career postseason interception in a pivotal moment in the game when Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow targeted T. Higgins down the field. Rookie safety Brian Cook tipped the pass up in the air beautifully to Josh Williams for that interception. So a little uh, little assist there. Uh, from Brian Cook, G- going to spread the love around to all the rookies. Uh, Watson finished the game with four solo tackles and two passes defense to go along with that interception. Williams finished the game with four tackles, three of which were solo and one pass defensed to go along with that interception. Cook added four solo tackles to go along with the pass defensed. Rookie cornerback Trent McDuffie, the first round pick, also contributed with six solo tackles, including one for loss and two passes defensed. All right, now let's talk about the whole rookie class as a group. Number 15, perfect one to end on, right? Number 15, the Chiefs saw 10 rookies take the field in Sunday's AFC championship game, setting a franchise record for the most rookies to appear in a conference championship game in franchise history in the Super Bowl era, dating back to 1966. Of those 10 rookies, eight were defensive position players seeing action on defense or special teams in the game, topping the previous franchise record of eight that was set against the Buffalo bills back on january 1st 1967 so that is all we've got for this edition of 10 things which actually ended up being 15 things uh but we appreciate everybody for hanging out i know that's a lot of information i know we just kind of throw it all at you there's a ton of other stuff coming out uh, as far as the advanced analytics and uh, a lot of cool just stats and nuggets and things coming out of that game uh when the chiefs go out and play the way they did on both sides of the ball. Uh, It's just an unbelievable special performance. I think if you watched any of our post-game content last night, seeing how much uh, love was given to – literally, we just went through the entire roster uh, and gave everybody their flowers because you could – You couldn't name a player who was active in that game against the Bengals who doesn't deserve some sort of credit for something they did to help the Chiefs walk away uh, with that victory in such impressive fashion. And just taking a quick look right now at some of the pro football focus grades. I know pro football focus has sent everybody into a tizzy uh, with the grades between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Uh, Don't worry. I will ask Trevor Sykema about this as he joins me for KCS and update on every Friday. We've talked about it before with him, uh, but he's very transparent about their system and how it all works. So I will get to that. Uh, But Chris Jones, according to pro football focus, 10 quarterback pressures in the game, single-handedly dominating uh, the Bengals. According to this, the chiefs had 29 quarterback pressures. Against the Bengals in that game. (laughs) I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, considering how many times they passed it, that is that's that's a lot of pressures. Everybody, uh, breaking news. All right, and the highest graded Chiefs player, pausing for suspense, Marquez Valdez Scantling with a grade of eighty nine point four from that game, absolutely special. I'm going to look one more thing up before we let everyone go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passes twenty yards or more down the field, going. Three of six, which when you look at these numbers, it sounds not great with a 50% completion, but it's actually really good. Um, According to these numbers, throwing the ball 20 yards or more down the field again with that ankle uh, and then five of seven on passes between 10 and 20 yards down the field. So, so much made, and we talked about on the network, a lot of short passes, a lot of things uh, around the line of scrimmage that ended up not being the case. So uh, anyway, appreciate everybody for hanging out. A lot of good uh, nuggets in there. And we'll have a lot of good Uh, conversations coming up uh, on the network here over the next few days with a lot of different people get their perspective on what this win not only means for uh, the Chiefs, but these players individually and their legacy. And then we'll have an entire week to break down the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. It is going to be a special one. Obviously, the stories with Andy Reid, the Kelsey brothers, no shortage of storylines going into this one. And personally, I cannot wait for all the stuff coming out about Andy Reid. I know he doesn't like distractions. I know he doesn't like all that kind of crap, Uh, but it's going to be two weeks of giving Andy Reid his flowers and uh it's going to be special can't wait for it appreciate everybody for hanging out please follow us on your favorite podcast platform hit that like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube we'll see y'all later
1: thanks for listening to kc sports network don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well you can find all six of our channels at kcsn Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain, educate, inform KC Sports Network.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently